Good morning, York Alliance. This is Pastor Asa with the daily podcast for Thursday, January 4th. We're continuing to look at the parable of the prodigal son from this past Sunday uh, from the vantage point of how we define a disciple, someone who is with Jesus, someone who is becoming like Jesus, and someone who's doing the things that Jesus did. And so this being the second podcast uh, on the sermon, from the sermon, rather, uh, we're going to look at that second part of being a disciple, and that is becoming like Jesus. So since we're in the new year, the new year, uh, even though it's a few days old, it reminds me of the fact that one day Jesus will ultimately make all things new. And unlike the new year, which will well one day expire, right? At the end of December of this year, it'll expire and we'll go to an, another new year. But with Jesus... He will bring in and usher in this state of things that will be perpetually new, that it will be always wonderful, always learning more and experiencing more the the infinity of God. Um, but just because that will one day be the case, it is equally true that we are currently new. We are we have already been made new. So just like the kingdom of God is already but not yet, in a similar way, we are already new but not yet the fullest version of new that we will one day be. And the reason I say this is because it's it's pretty normal, and I've heard it from multiple different people in conversation, I've said it myself, where we will tend to be like the older brother or the younger brother in the parable of the prodigal son. And that's true. And for I think you you can do that. It's not like that's wrong or anything like that. But oftentimes will either lean toward, towards one or the other. Uh, I, I definitely lean towards the older brother. Some of you lean towards the party, hardy kind of person, the younger brother. Some of you have switched from one to the other and, and so forth. And that's really helpful to understand what our tendencies are and what ways that we will look to uh, sidestep the gospel in favor of trying to find joy on our own. So that can be a helpful exercise. But I also want to remind us that we are actually neither of those brothers. Actually, we are made new. We are new creations in Jesus. And so, uh, like, how does this happen that we are we are made new and we are continuing to be made new? We're being sanctified is the big word there uh, to become more and more like Jesus. How does this happen? Uh, and so what we have been hearing about lately uh, from Pastor Brian and other sources that um, that we uh, follow this change process, that through the teaching of biblical truth, through practices, doing what Jesus did, and in community, all empowered by the Holy Spirit, we will change over time through really the school of hard knocks, right? Through suffering that we will experience change. And really, so that's that's where I, I want to approach this from the parable of the prodigal son. Like we talked about three different parties, the YOLO party, the uh, checklist party, and the lost and found party. And the more time that we spend at the lost and found party, that's part of what changes you. That's part of what it means to become like Jesus. Because if we're at the lost and found party, we have to continually remember that we are uh, lost, that there's a lost element to us. And at the same time that we have been found by Jesus, we have to kind of let that truth, let those realities wash over us. And really, because we constantly forget it. We constantly forget these realities. And so 
Therefore, we need to constantly ask ourselves, how is the good news of Jesus good news for me or for us? And really, the more specific you can be, the better. Like, how have I acted and believed as one who is lost? How have I identified as one who, uh, or at least acted out of a false identity of, of one who is lost? Uh, or how, how has Jesus found me? How has the compassion of God found me? And like, even if you uh, can only identify a single element of the gospel, like that will still contribute to you becoming fluent in, in the gospel and thinking that way. Like I know it's, it's kind of like a running thing at York Alliance that if someone asks the question, like how have you seen God working or how is the good news of Jesus good news to you, that's like the one way to get uh, silence <laughs> in a room. And while we kind of laugh at that, uh, we also can seek to maybe change that, to say, look, what is one way? So maybe maybe you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, man, I really don't know or I'm not used to thinking that way to the point where I'm not really fluent in it. Like I can't speak, like I can speak English fluently. I can't really speak the language of the gospel fluently. And I want to encourage you that even identifying one element of the gospel will help you there. So like, how have you seen God's power and grandeur? I mean, this could be a sunrise that he has painted this one-of-a-kind masterpiece for you to appreciate and view his power and his handiwork. How have you seen uh, things, like maybe you're into like science and, and the way things work and mechanics, and you can look at that and say, wow, look, look how that works. Look at how that organism uh, functions, that cell works. Let, see, look at the, the intelligence that God has given to humanity to come up with these incredible things. And you can see God's power that way. Or you could ask, how have I experienced uh, lostness or rebellion or brokenness within myself or in the world around me? Like watching the news, yes, you can get sucked into it and really go down a dark or unhealthy path. But you can also look at some of the headlines through the lens of the gospel and say, you know, I've really seen the lostness of this world in all the bombings in the Middle East or the Ukraine war or, uh, you know, the social injustice or cultural or racial injustice or the, the madness of politics or whatever. You can, you can find the brokenness there, there. Or, or in your own self, how, man, look at my own, I've, I've realized uh, bad motivations or self-centered motivations in myself or how, I've, how I treated that person or whatever. That's part of the gospel. Part of the good news is that God redeems those who produce bad news. <laughs> so that, that's part of the gospel, how the good news of Jesus is good news. You know, maybe how the consequences of the curse for sin manifested around me. I mean, things up to and including death are all part of the curse on this world. That's the general brokenness of this world that can remind you of, of the need for the good news. You know, how have I seen or even tried to fix things myself? Like, I want to be better. I want to try harder to follow the rules prior to receiving the compassion of the Father. That was kind of the younger brother's problem is that he was trying to, he tried this little self-salvation project prior to even receiving any compassion from his Father. Um, or in what way has Jesus actually proven himself to be better than the thing that I was leaning on for happiness or joy? Like all of these, even just individually, if you can identify those and start to do that or make it a daily practice, will be helpful uh, so that when someone asks, say, how, how have you experienced Jesus or how has the good news of Jesus been good news for you? You can have something to say because this is what your mind is meditating on. And it's, it's as you do that, that's part of the change process because you're, you're going to learn that information 
through biblical teaching. You're going to share those stories and learn from each other in community. You're going to engage these realities via the practices of Jesus that we've been uh, talking through several of these practices at York Alliance. All in the context of seasons of suffering where things are hard and you're kind of pressed into, you know, what do I really believe? Uh, and these, and through all these things, we become like Jesus. We become like the compassionate father of the prodigal son. So uh, even looking at the, the prodigal son, I know it's just a parable, but if you were to consider as the prodigal son maybe looked back, maybe he could look back and see the incredible wealth of his father, the power and the wealth uh, and the prestige of his father, right? He could look back at his own awful choices to waste the money on all kinds of things that are not healthy for him. He could look at the result or the consequences of pain and poverty, and even like the suppression of his cultural identity, like the whole idea of him feeding pigs and whatever, like that would be totally anti-Jewish, right? So even the suppression of this cultural identity like was a consequence of his of his actions he could he could even talk about how his dad's mercy like literally blew his mind and not just blew his mind but blew his like self salvation project clean out of the water his idea to try to say you know dad i'll 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 be like one of your servants and i shouldn't be your son and you know trying to line up things uh, such that he would be accepted again and he could say, look, look, those are my ways that I tried to fix myself. But good night, the father, my, my dad, Abba, uh, had such amazing compassion and mercy on me. So these are, this is just part of the process of changing to become more and more like Jesus. So remember today that it is God who first loved you and thereby gives you everything you need to reflect that love back to him and on to others. Have a great day, and I'll be with you one more time tomorrow for our bonus podcast on a Friday.